0: For way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top 5s and deep dives, we're to PTM.
1: Top 5s and deep dives, we're to of PTM. Top 5s and deep dives, we're to PTM. Top 5s and deep dives, we're of PTM. Welcome to this week's top
0: fives and deep dives. I'm Justin. Got Mike over there in London.
1: What is up from lockdown?
0: (laughs) Oh, lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. Well, today. It's just going to be me and Mike and we are doing top five driving movies. That is the name of the topic. But it is quite vast as m- m- we'll both go into it right now. But we are, we left that up to our interpretation to an extent in the sense of we can include both like racing films and road movies and whatever else in between we think qualifies as a driving movie.
1: There's, I mean, there's like road trip, you know, there's like sort of heist. You know, like like the transporter type of people. Uh, you know, then there's maybe like I'm driving is just my regular job type of people. But then yeah, racing movies, yeah, both legal cars. and illegal. I mean, it's it's fast.
0: It's so big, so many options. It was uh, it was a little bit tough to narrow it down, but I feel like when I really looked at the massive list that I compiled, I was able to choose the films that absolutely mean the most to me and that just, they were were at the head of the pack for me, personally. How,
1: How big was your list that you compiled?
0: I had about... I mean, keep in mind, I didn't just write down any old movie that I saw. I wrote down either... Films I've seen and really like or films I hadn't seen that I think I would like. And I had about I'd say probably about forty.
1: Yeah, mine mine is similar. I, I, I pared down and I got to fifty four.
0: Okay. Yeah. So same it's it's big. It's a it's a big one. And it's so funny because it really go it could span so many genres because of the fact that it involves so many different types of driving, we'll say. Um
1: and it doesn't necessarily have to just be cars. No. I think mine is all cars, but I, I explored some others.
0: Yeah, you know, there could be some could be some motorcycles. Could maybe be, torque.
1: Uh, maybe torque is your thing.
0: Maybe. Could be. Could be could be your favorite movie ever. Could also be in your top your bottom five movies ever, you know? Never know. Yeah, not, never great.
1: know. not a great one.
0: Um but I think we should just dive into this, dude.
1: Let's do it. Who's Let's up first today?
0: I think you are. Okay. You, you take it away today.
1: Well, I'm I'm very excited. Uh because I've been avoiding this film and this franchise on some of our other episodes that you've mentioned it on. And I think I have some, maybe some hot takes, or at least takes that you'll think are hot. Ooh. My number five is 2001's The Fast and the Furious. I have it higher. That specific one? Yes. Oh, shit. Maybe I don't have hot takes then. (laughs) All right. Well, then over to you. Well, wait. Well, wait. I can't. Oh, man. I'm so excited now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean... I guess we'll save it for for then. Yes, yeah, but it, save it. Pick but yeah, that five. specific one. All right, so my number five is a movie that you and I I know both like quite a bit, and that we've mentioned on the pod before, and definitely is underappreciated and underseen by the global population, and that is two thousand and eight's Sex Drive. Yes. Wow. So I honestly grasped, I, I, I struggled with if I was going to put this on the list or not, because there's a few other films that I really, really like as well that I would say all are arguably better films than this. I mean, I, I don't even think I need to say arguably there they are better films, but this one's just so goddamn fun, and it was so fun to discover it, show so many people over the years, and just, I've probably seen it, like, upwards of 30 times, and it felt like it deserved a spot on the list. So it's here at number five, It it's like a road trip, it's like a road trip sex comedy, and it's about this uh, recent high school graduate. He goes on a road trip because he met this girl online who he's apparently going to have sex with and loses virginity too. And it he ends up going with two of his friends who are Felicia, played by Amanda Crew, and Lance, played by Clark Duke. Shout out to Clark Duke, by the way, who I always party with at the den, who... The first time I ever met him, I, of course, immediately brought up sex drive, which I feel like there's other things you could you could say, you know, him from. I feel like most people from the office, he's in the office in the later seasons, but sex drive is all that matters. And so they go on a road trip to go meet this girl. And it's it's hysterical. You've got Seth Green as an as an Amish guy in just an incredible role. James Marsim plays um, plays the lead which by the way i don't even think i said his name the lead's name in the film is ian he's played by josh zuckerman and james Marsden plays his older brother who is just an as, as well ridiculous but it's it's a hysterical fucking film i'm like what what, what about you mike what do you have to say about sex drive
1: yeah, dude. I mean, this one has always gotten pretty poor ratings and I just, I don't know. It's definitely crept up, I think, on IMDb. It's somewhere like the sixes, which is probably where it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think this one, uh, what, what I remember most about it is it's just catching me off guard. You know, there was not a lot of publicity. There are some, like you said, James Mars and Seth Green. There are some like famous actors, but none of them are really like top billing Um and it's just, yeah, it's really kind of a unique sense of humor. A lot of different stuff that you wouldn't expect to see. It is formulaic in like a very obvious sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, you and I both like sort of R-rated raunchy comedies. And this one really, if you haven't, honestly, I've never like watched this with someone and have them be like, oh, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. It's It may not be the greatest movie ever, but it really deserves deserves some credit.
0: It does. It's it's it. At the end of the day, it's just fun. It doesn't do anything to you know move the genre forward, change up anything. It's just a fun one that flew under the radar. And besides the people that we've already mentioned, there's so many. You've got Michael Cudlitz in there, David Koechner. You've got Fallout Boy as a cameo. You have a ridiculous small, uh, which I actually didn't even realize until this week. Kyle Gass cameo. I totally forgot he was in it. He's like the. Dude, he's, I don't even
1: remember that. He's
0: a he's uh he's, he's um. Oh my god, I'm blaming on the exact scene, but he's the trucker. Um, there's a trucker, and he is the trucker. And then yeah. also, I just think of like some of the soundtrack. Like I always think of "Time to Pretend" by MGMT when I think about this movie. But yeah, I mean it. It it really did not do much money at the box office. And a lot of people did, uh, does not even know this movie exists. So I I highly recommend to check it out. And yeah, it was like for the, for the sex comedies, this was the one that won out. And it's, you know, you also had road trip up there, which is obviously literally it's in the title, but that one, uh, for me, at least that one was on my honorables. But anyways, sex drive number five.
1: Yeah, have you seen The Sure Thing with John Cusack?
0: No, but that was one of the films I wanted to watch that I didn't get to. And it's just, I have a whole story with that movie where it was recommended to me by a friend early in, in into quarantine in like April 2020, March 2020. And I could not find it anywhere online. And i did not end up getting around to trying to find it again for this but i've heard great things i want to see it
1: yeah i I watched it this week for the first time because it's obviously it's a similar setup to sex drive right it's not Mm -hmm. at all the same movie it's it's totally different in that way but the idea is the same you know some people driving across the country for well well, a sure thing obviously Mm -hmm. but yeah i you i mean whenever you can find it you should definitely watch it i mean the the John Kisak 80s gems literally know no bounds. Just keep coming out of the woodwork somehow.
0: <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. I'm go I'm I'm going to. It's like you saying this, my buddy that had recommended it saying this. I I have to see it now.
1: Well, all right. My number four is a movie that everybody's seen. Well, I say that, but like there are people out there that are younger than us, sadly. Um my number four is 1994 Speed. Ooh. What so a I, film. I rewatched this. I don't know. We talked about it. I think I might have rewatched it around when we did uh, our episode with Ian about action movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the like the last twenty years, I had just sort of developed this impression that I didn't really like it. I think like Speed Two just kind of stuck with me and made me think that Speed One was like equally bad (laughs) i I don't know what happened so then when i watched it i think it might have been on hbo actually when max came out or something anyway so when then when i watched it i was just fucking blown away i forgot how goddamn good this movie is i mean
0: it is absolutely incredible
1: yeah and i found out it's like one of tarantino's favorite movies which i think is interesting because it's not Tarantino y in a lot of ways, and he tends to like weird stuff from the 70s, mm-hmm. some of which will be in my list. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody I think knows the plot of this movie, but there's a bomb on a bus that can't go less than 50 miles per hour. And 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 really, what you can infer from that kind of ends up being the plot, and like it, almost the weakness of the film is that, like, from that, you can really determine all the you know all the things they're gonna run into like oh shit what's gonna happen when they hit traffic what's gonna happen when they run out of gas like it and it doesn't feel like that when you're watching the film um but if there is uh that there is that sort of predictability aspect to
0: it that said go ahead go ahead oh well what were you gonna say you might you might have been getting you were maybe gonna say what i'm about to say
1: well i was gonna say that said the first 30 minutes of the film which is not on the bus at all Fucking kicks ass. It's just so awesome in its own right, and they basically just like tacked it on, and not as an afterthought, but like the studio just didn't want the whole thing to be on a bus, so they have this whole bomb scene that's like super fucking awesome all the way until the bus, you know, the first bus explodes. Like, I didn't watch it this week, but probably about twenty five minutes in, something like that.
0: Mm Hmm. And I I was gonna say with with how you know to an extent it is a predictable action film they actually throw a couple pretty amazing curveballs later in the film like with what happens to Jeff Daniels for instance like
1: agreed yeah totally.
0: i it's funny dude that you watch this because or i mean it's not funny it had to be watched for the topic but like uh alex and i were at a hotel in somewhere random like outside telluride uh, a few weeks ago and at night, we turned on the TV. We were like, let's watch a movie. Speed was on. Hadn't seen it in so long. And the same exact, exact Mike thing happened to me where I had always, as much as I know you and me both love Keanu, I had sort of written it off. Like, oh, yeah, it's a fine action movie, but, like, it's nothing special. And I was just blown away by how fucking good it is. And I loved it so much that we had missed like maybe like the first like 20 minutes when we when we had because it was on cable we just watched it was on again right after we just watched the whole fucking thing again like incredible yeah and it's to be honest that was one of a few that was vying for that number five spot for me but uh yeah it's so good
1: and the other thing I forget is how damn good Sandy Bullock is. Yes. And it's like one of her I mean she's in Demolition Man like the year before but this is clearly like her huge breakout and the relationship she has with Keanu is just great.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. They have they have it feels like they have good chemistry in it, you know?
1: Yeah, and I, you know, reading up about it this week like it went through so many different sort of rewrites. And the one thing that really jumped, I mean, they kind of added in the whole relationship aspect. Um, Once they had Sandra like on the hook, they added in, like I said, the whole beginning, they kind of added in the whole end, like the non bus parts, you know, they basically came up with the bus jumping thing, like on the, on the fly. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that I didn't realize is that the director uh, and writer have basically said that almost all of the dialogue in the movie was written by Joss Whedon. I had no idea that that was true until this I movie.
0: did not know that until right this moment. So wow. I mean
1: and I I don't know. It seems like a lot of people hate Joss Whedon now. I don't know what he has or hasn't done uh personally, but I mean obviously Buffy, obviously Toy Story. I mean, but for me Cabin in the Woods is an absolute masterpiece and that guy has some talent. That's all I could say.
0: Love, love, love Cabin in the Woods. Love it so much.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, this for for big budget action movies, this one just fucking nails it.
0: Could not agree more. Great choice. Great choice. Great choice. Um, Number four. So my number four is the very recent 2019 film Ford vs. Ferrari.
1: Oh, I just finished watching this about a half hour ago.
0: You're kidding me. That's, that's Very amazing. Very serious. Um, so, for anyone who doesn't know, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, um, love this film. I remember when I saw it in theaters when it came out in 2019, I immediately thought that it deserved to win Best Picture that year christian bale just absolutely fucking kills it um damon does a great job as well as usual and you know they have some some great john bernthal's in it as well but it's just such a good script so well acted so well done like hits you in the feels at parts it's you know it's dramatic at parts there's action at parts and I personally think it's one of the absolute finest films ever about actual racing and race cars. It, it might honestly be my, my favorite in that more traditional sense, but I, I'm a massive fan of this movie.
1: I So I, th- I thought it was really good, but I, I personally didn't love it. Okay, I, It just wasn't what I wanted necessarily from a racing movie and the the part that got me the most was like they went through extraordinary measures to you know get this done with real cars rebuild all these crazy cars that they can't afford to be wrecking obviously Mm -hmm. um crazy stunt driving like a, a ton of work to get this sort of realistic aspect to it and then going in after the fact and adding the visual effects for like fake cars you know the crash scenes are all amplified the crowds are thrown in there at the end it i just felt like it took away from some of the realness of the film and it uh it made the whole thing feel a little less dangerous when it was like that kind of visual effects crashes instead of more realistic uh and that's just a personal preference for me especially like i don't know if you've seen mcqueen's Mans, but and not that this was going for the same thing but like that film does such a great job at capturing like what it's really like to be there. And this one just sort of felt like, I don't know, a speed racer fied version of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't feel that personally, but, but to put to each his own. Absolutely. And yeah, I don't know this one for me, just it's not racing movies are not always my thing. And this just felt to me just like, an incredible movie where obviously the racing was such a big, the race, you know, was such a big part of it, but that's just what drew me in. You know, I mean that, no, that's not the way I would put it. That's not what drew me. in. I'd say the trailer fucking drew me in and the actors, to be honest, but it's like, you know, it's similar to Friday night lights where like the football is what it's technically about but there's just so much more and i felt the same personally with this movie where yeah it's about racing but there's just such a great great characters and a great plot within that that really draws you in and i i love it i i still think this should have won best picture for this year
1: i definitely i'm very happy that this film was made Uh, I like that this is like, like you're saying, like one of the biggest films of the year. It's kind of focusing on a, not obscure, but I would say lesser known, at least to modern Americans, race and event
0: uh, Mm -hmm. with big
1: actors. I think we obviously agree uh, that Christian Bale is a goddamn savage. He's unbelievable in everything.
0: He's unbelievable in everything. And it's like, it's just insane. He's so good in this. He's so good in everything. It's fucking. And weird. you know,
1: Matt Matt Damon good, but like the film really focuses so much more. Like you don't get a lot of character development for Matt Damon's character no. as Carol Shelby. It's really focused more on Christian Bale.
0: Again, Damon's and a good that, actor. Bale is a legendary actor.
1: Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I, I literally just finished this, and I well, look, it's two and a half hours. It wasn't gonna be on my list, but I really did want to get it done because it's it's something I had to watch for the last year and a half or whatever since it came out. So. I'm glad I watched it, yeah. And uh, it's it's a cool film. It's definitely a cool film.
0: I'll take that endorsement. I'll take it.
1: My number three. Yeah, so my number three is Totally Different Speed. Uh, and that is 1967's Two for the Road. I am assuming you haven't seen this. I have not. Okay, so this one is uh, basically... It tells the story of Audrey Hepburn and Albert Finney's relationship uh, over the course of, I think, twelve years um, through their like various work slash vacation trips to France. If that makes sense, so they're both English, but they're traveling in France the entire time. I gotcha. Um, But it's but it's like I think four, probably four different trips. Uh, that they're taking, but it's just kind of telling the stories all at the same time. Um, and it's they're, they're. I mean, they're pretty much in the car the entire time. And like on some level, the cars are used to signify like when they're moving from story to story, because like the style of the car obviously changes and the actual one uh, based on like how young they are, how well they're doing financially. So you can kind of keep track. So they're always in the car. Mm. Um, I think uh for me like you know you were saying i think in our last episode about how like when you watch tom cruise you're just like oh this guy's just like a movie star Uh uh-huh i i'm getting so much more into audrey hepburn movies like later in my life because well obviously this is not like some hot take but like when you watch her she's just she's just a star like she's just so fucking charming and magnetic like and she just kills it in this movie she um she didn't get an Oscar nomination, but basically because a different one of her movies got nominated, if that makes sense. So she was considered for it and she absolutely would have deserved it. And the film itself is, as I've already kind of said, it's a, it's a bit of a complicated construction because there's all these different stories being weaved in together and it does that really well. And then uh, the actual relationship is just like, it's so real. Like it's just all the ups and downs, you know, they go through this honeymoon uh, phase of, of coming to know each other and then they fall in love. But then, you know, like every relationship and like every marriage, things get a little bit stale at times and like maybe they love each other. Maybe they don't. They think about splitting. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. And it just feels so real. And you go on this emotional roller coaster with them. And I just think it really is a super successful film at what it's trying to do.
0: I'm very intrigued now. I'm like, and I haven't seen a lot of her movies, Mike, and I've always meant to. So it feels like this could be a good one, a good one to dip my toes in with.
1: It's, yeah, it's definitely one that I think I think you would enjoy. Uh, and it's directed by Stanley Donan, who wrote, uh, who directed a bunch of other films with her as well. Um, but yeah, she's, I think someone, like I said, like even it's it's not one of those things where you're like oh like i know i'm supposed to like her so like maybe i'll watch some of her films it's like as soon as you put this one on you're like goddamn like she's just incredible
0: i'm like okay okay i'm like mike mike sees what you're all about now i've just got to take the plunge myself
1: and it's all just shot in like southern france so that's nice
0: yeah that doesn't suck that doesn't suck Oh well, that is a that's a good pick. I am. Uh, we've been. It's so funny. We've had like obviously, as we sort of prefaced at the beginning, it's been such different types of quote unquote driving movies every pick so far, and my next pick is going to be no different. It is completely different from anything else that we've done thus far on the list. My number three. Is an animated film it is the 2006 pixar movie cars so most people i would assume know what cars is it is very famous disney movie disney pixar and you've got lightning mcqueen is the main character who is a race car voiced by owen wilson and you know, there's some other you know big voices in there. You got Paul Newman, you've got Larry the Cable Guy, you've got George Carlin's in there. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of Michael Keaton. You've got a lot of people in there, but Larry the Cable Guy is the other big character. He plays you know Tomater. Anyways, I'm most people know what this movie is. They it spawned a couple sequels. Um, you know, at Disney, they've got Cars Land and it's you know what? It's sometimes hated on in the Pixar universe. Not hated on, but like it's given a lot of shit, like it's one of the worst Pixar movies and I'll give you I'll give you one of my hot takes. I think it's one of the best. I think it's one of the absolute best Pixar films and It may be the most basic, for lack of a better word. It doesn't necessarily have these deep, you know, existential meanings to it, which a lot of the films have. It's like, you know, they sort of started with Toy Story, which, you know, has some deepness to it. But it's probably the other one that's maybe a little more on the surface. But then again, that's that's you know, everyone loves Toy Story, myself included. I would say that Toy Story Three is possibly my favorite Pixar of all. But anyways, Cars stop giving cars shit. It's such a feel-good film. It's you know, it's it's just wonderful throughout. It's a good it's a good movie for kids, good movie for adults. It's got laughs, it's got charm, it's got You know, there's sad moments, there's heartwarming moments. And it's sort of like multiple ways of driving movie because it's both a movie about a race car, but it's also sort of a road trip movie where he's on the road and then he ends up in this small town, Radiator Springs, and getting to know this small town there and sort of humbling him and, and bringing him into his own. But it's... It's just a wonderful film, and I think it's very underappreciated in terms of not in terms of box office. it was it's been a massive hit, but in terms of how people rank it that are adults in the scheme of other Pixar animated films,
1: all right, so I have something to say to you and our audience,
0: yes, so you've
1: always loved cars, yeah. And I had never seen cars. And we – not not just the two of us. There was definitely a few other people there. We set up to watch cars in our college house, Zebra House. Big shout out. Oh, my God. Uh, so this must have been like 2010 or 2011. And I literally fell asleep within the first <laughs> two minutes and woke up in like the last two minutes. <laughs> And I've never seen it since. I have no clue what cars. You absolute I've son me. of a bitch! I've literally have no idea. So yeah, I've still never seen it.
0: Sorry. This is just unforgivable, unforgivable. You can do it. There's still time, Mike. I was probably
1: under the influence of something, and that and that didn't help. You may have but been. Yeah.
0: You may have. I will been.
1: go back, maybe someday, and watch it.
0: Oh, it's so good. It really is. It's just it's just a it's just a, a f- an an entertaining, heartwarming film.
1: I promise to include one Pixar shout-out before this episode is over. Wow. I, I so that's all I can give you.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Well. Uh so my number two, right? We're we're plowing down. Give it to me.
1: All right. My number two is the nineteen seventy-one. Wait before I say anything, I'd, I'd like to just point out in case you also like came across this. I realized after making my list that like there's just so many early seventies driving movies.
0: Oh, and it's like, insane. all of
1: them are cult classics. There's just like this this generational like Vietnam end of hippie like hit in the road freedom thing where there's yep. just like a fucking ton.
0: Of them. It's insane. I did notice this. I did notice this. So,
1: mine is 1971's Vanishing Point.
0: Ooh.
1: Nice. Um so yeah, fucking Vanishing Point. Uh basically, if you haven't seen this movie, it is about a guy who is delivering um a car. Uh, There's also a lot of car, like, service delivery movies from this time as well. Anyway, so he's driving a car, you know, for a client from Denver to San Francisco. And he, for no reason that we are aware, is just going like a bat out of hell. Like, he has plenty of time to drive the car safely to San Francisco, except he refuses to sleep. He just takes a shit ton of speed and just goes balls to the wall in the 70 challenger and just refuses to give up. And we don't really understand his motivations. Um, I, I guess what I'll say is he sort of becomes a, you know, everyone starts to find out cause he's like running from police all over the entire like West of the country. So he like becomes a, a figure uh, that people are kind of following on the radio. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's all I could really say uh, about the actual plot. But man, this film is uh, when you get to the end of this thing, I watched it again this week. And like, I, I hate even sitting through the credits in the theater. Like, even if I know there's going to be some like after credit scene, I just hate sitting there for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. This film It's so, like, powerful what happens at the end of the movie. you like, I I can't even move. Like, I couldn't even move at my house to, like, click stop. Like, it just – man, and you're just, like, left wondering, like, what this movie, this existential movie is trying to tell you. And it's just – you know, like we said, it's this whole kind of, like, counterculture time, this sort of lost generation, trying to figure out what they're doing, and there's just – the first 10 minutes of the movie do not prepare you for like the journey that you're about to go on. And it's just, it's just really, really fucking awesome. And It affects you. Uh, it, well, it, it probably affects everybody sort of differently. And that's the beauty of the film.
0: Very nicely said. Very nicely said. Well, Mike, number two, we've finally come to the fast and the furious.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So what was your hot take? Or what, what did you think was going to be your hot take?
1: Well, I just – so my – because I thought you were a bigger fan of kind of the later movies. And for me, I love the first three, and then I'm done. Like I, I see the other ones, but like I don't really love where they go.
0: So number one is by far my favorite. But then I think five and six are probably my other favorites after that. Okay. Okay. Um, But no, OG number one. I mean, it's, it's an absolute classic. It's, it's where it all started and it's the basics and that's, what's the best. It's, you know, everyone, again, these are, I must, I'm, guessing everyone knows the plot to the fast and the furious at this point it's essentially racing car version of point break but and it, point
1: break's fucking epic so. exactly, exactly
0: exactly they're both incredible so yeah fast and the furious came out in 2001 we of course have paul walker rest in peace you know our our friend but uh vin diesel michelle rodriguez jordana brewster and it's takes place in los angeles paul walker of course plays brian o'connor who's an lapd officer you've got Dom toretto who's played by vin diesel and you know he's a guy that loves his family and they're uh, stealing they're stealing what are they stealing again dvd players
1: Yeah, I think a variety of like AV equipment.
0: Yeah. And so they pretty much steal this equipment from trucks. Paul Walker, he's sent in to pretty much go undercover and try to try to try to get the, you know, get these guys that are led by Dom. And it leads him into the underworld, the underground world of street racing. So, and of course, we all know it's led to one of the most successful franchises in history. And this is the movie that started it all. And it's it's the simplest one and it's the best one.
1: Yeah, so that's, I, yeah, I'm really surprised uh, that this is how you feel. Because that's why I like it, is that it's the simplest one. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the other ones get so big, so crazy, so much CG. Like this one... It's just the most grounded to me, um, and and the other thing is like yes, yes, like Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's acting and all the ridiculous scenes and lines is what makes the whole franchise legendary. But I think people don't give this movie enough credit for like the amount of character development they're able to do. You know, they establish this whole family. You, know, you really get to know at least four, five, six of the characters. You know, Jesse's death like still hurts every it fucking hurts. time that you watch the movie. I mean, it it's a I think it just does everything it's trying to do at at a great level. It's just and and in case you're listening to this somehow in like 2030 and the world still exists, I cannot explain how many Honda Civics there were following this movie. They were everywhere. Like this movie was just fucking phenomenon and obviously it spread this whole franchise. But it was just so fucking badass at the time.
0: and it still is. It really is. And and no, Mike, it's I think it's, yeah, it's so funny because obviously we haven't done like a full sort of deep dive even just with each other for fun about the series. So I, you know, it's funny, of course, that you think would like thought that about my take on the on the films, but I totally understand it because of how we have talked about it when we have. But yeah, no, the first one has always and forever will be my favorite because and like you said, it's it's the most grounded. It feels like I'm watching a regular thriller, like like a point break, you know, like a, a regular action movie that is grounded in reality. Feels like it could be real to an extent. But no, the reason I mean, I love over the top action films. So when they decided to just go the route of let's make this absolutely fucking ridiculous It's going to be the most ridiculous stunts we've ever seen. At that point, it's just so fun. And it's like, to me, it was either you make it like a one movie thing with this original one, or you eventually have to get to this point where it's just absolutely outrageous. So I like every single Fast and Furious film. For me, the reason these some of the newer ones, I guess now it's sort of the middle of the pack because you have nine about to come out and I'm saying five and six are the ones I like the most. But two and three, which, of course, are much less ridiculous and a little bit more grounded in reality to an extent, like the first one. I love them, but it's just. To me, they're inferior versions of the first one, if that makes sense, where. 5 and 6 sort of reinvented what the series was going to do in a very fucking fun way and had so many nods especially in 6 to the first one that that's why I enjoy those the most afterwards then it then with 7 it got a little too almost comic booky for me but I still love them I still I still still my favorite prime movie franchise to go see the new installments at this point they're just so fucking ridiculous dude
1: you know what i'm just realizing now that i made a grave error in last week's episode top five film cameos available now uh vin diesel at the end of oh my god yes we didn't mention it and it's so fucking legendary
0: holy shit I can't believe we forgot to even mention it for the honorables. I fucking oh love
1: Tokyo Drift. And honestly, Vin Diesel being there saved the entire film. Like you're you're on the fence until you see Vin Diesel and you're like, yes, I'm back in. I love the franchise.
0: Oh, oh it's so good. So good. Wow. Wow.
1: Okay, yeah. Wow, I love that. I, I'm 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 like almost relieved. Like I thought you were gonna yeah, say terrible surprised. things about the whole franchise, but yeah, the first one's just incredible. Oh, it's so good.
0: My friend. Okay. We've gotten here.
1: So, we're at number 1 and I feel bad because I'm kind of cheating for my number 1, which doesn't feel like I should be doing it, but I'm very curious to see what you think about this. Okay. My number 1 is 2011's drive. You're not cheating well it's just as much not a driving movie as it is a driving movie so i'm, I'm yeah, glad that you're with it. I'm glad but with it
0: you know it's 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 a driving movie it's in the title I, you know yeah the whole as the whole thing it's it, i i get what you mean by how you could set think it was cheating but no it's absolutely it was considered for mine as well it absolutely yes. is
1: Uh for the record, Albert Brooks is in this movie and he's like the dad in Finding Nemo. So there's your Pixar shout out. Oh my god, amazing, Um, amazing. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, man, this movie, uh well, Ryan Gosling hadn't done anything like this before starring in the movie, right? And then when I saw it in theaters, I I had no idea really what it was gonna be. Uh this was definitely Nick Nick Reffin's biggest film at the time. Probably still is biggest film, but uh this is a fucking film, man. It blew me away then. It blew me away again this week. It's uh, for if you don't know, it's basically just a, a kind of a character piece about Ryan Gosling. He's a driver. He doesn't have a name, um, and he you know he kind of befriends his neighbor, um, and he does all this other stuff on the side where he's he works as a mechanic. He's maybe becoming like a professional driver. He also drives you know like get away for crimes and then he gets involved in this whole scenario with just like a, a crazy awesome cast with i said albert brooks but also brian cranston uh ron perlman is is like part of this criminal gang and uh, carrie mulligan is is his neighbor but this i mean this film is just so first of all it's just it's so much style you know it has a totally unique vision where it's this kind of 80s thing this kind of like pop synth music going on all the time mm-hmm. it's really
0: the styles dark. insane
1: yeah it's really sort of art house and it just becomes this insane like violence thing it feels like you know maybe 20% of it is like a dream like and the dialogue takes like two extra seconds per line like it kind of keeps you just like immersed in this whole experience the entire time and it just brings in all these different elements of all these different genres of film to present just just an insanely good story and it's just it it killed that it can it's it did really well at the box office and i for me i think this is one of the best films of the decade and it has like everything i want in a film and i I can't say enough good things about it
0: great 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 movie it I saw it in theaters, I remember, and yeah, you just hadn't really seen anything. Yeah, you hadn't seen anything like it. You described it perfectly, but yeah, I just got to give one extra shout out again for the the soundtrack, which is just could not be more perfect for the film. And it's, uh, I got to admit, I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters, but when I saw it in theaters, I thought it was fucking great.
1: Man, it's it it holds up so well, and and you know what's funny about the soundtrack, which is awesome, is um you know it got an Oscar nomination for best sound editing,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: like not it's not not an achievement, but is obviously not like a major award. Um, but at the same time, when you watch it, like the sound in this movie is also insane. Like there's one part that has a bunch of gunshots, and they're just like really crisp and like pierce through the entire film. There's a scene where something happens in an elevator that I won't uh spoil for anybody. But like it's the sound is really intense. Like everything about this movie is just you know the the mood, the sound and the visuals tell you way more about what's going on than the actual dialogue because yes. except for Brian Cranston there's basically no dialogue.
0: Yeah, Gosling barely speaks in the whole film.
1: Yeah. And Brian Cranston's dialogue is almost totally ad-libbed. So it's not really like it It kind of has this parallel where like where the people aren't talking is where the meaning is and where they are talking is nonsense.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a hell of a movie and, and a great, and a great pick for a number one. Great pick.
1: Well, I'm very curious what yours is.
0: Well, my friend, the second this topic was chosen, I never had to give a second thought to what my number one was.
1: Really? I have no idea what this is.
0: What it is, my friend, is what I personally consider the greatest comedy film of all time, 1994's Dumb and Dumber.
1: Oh, that's a really interesting idea for a driving movie. Mm -hmm. I had not considered that.
0: So... If you don't know the plot, it's Jim Carrey and Jeff and Jeff Daniels. First of all, Fairly Brothers film, and Jim Carrey's Late Christmas, Jeff Daniels is Harry Dunn, and they're two very dumb but you know good 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 guys that uh, live in Providence, Rhode Island, and they set out on this road trip to aspen colorado to return this briefcase that lloyd had gotten from the airport because he was you know a limo driver before he was fired but uh limo driver and he brought this this woman played by lauren holly um by lauren holly mary swanson to the airport, fell in love with her, of course. She leaves her briefcase in the airport. He gets it, and he wants to bring it back to her. So these guys, you know, both fired from their jobs. They both were working these sort of, you know, not these, these nine-to-five just-scrape-and-buy jobs. They decide to go on a road trip over to Colorado to give her her briefcase back, which, of course, was a briefcase full of money, that she had left because it was actually ransom money. So the two criminals, so to say, that were supposed to pick that up are following Harry and Lloyd on the road trip. It's just one of the most quotable movies of all time. Every scene has laughs in it. Every scene has quotable stuff in it. I mean, it literally starts with just quotable lines it it starts with jim carrey putting his head out of a window and start you know talking to this girl oh that's a nice accent you got there new jersey (laughs) austrian oh ain't that another shrimp on the lobby it's just these guys are so dumb it's in fucking incredible. i i watch it at least once a year probably more to this day and it just never ceases to put a smile on my face it's just it it's all time it's all time and the best part is for this road trip they are driving around in a van that looks like a dog because harry before getting fired was he has like his own he was he was driving around doing dog dog grooming and it's just it's it's incredible.
1: And for our audience's sake, I will say that I've always I I think this film is good. I could never be as high on it as you are, but purely by Justin's sheer will and love for this movie, I've watched it at least twice that like i would not have otherwise watched it oh my like, god amazing
0: you get me fired
1: right. up for it even though like i don't love it amazing I, I, I do like it a lot but like yeah i've seen it way more times than i really even want
0: <laughs> also in my opinion extremely underrated soundtrack extremely underrated so great on? dude just random songs honestly that you wouldn't even like you wouldn't even necessarily think of like truly I will give you a couple songs on it right now that I doubt you'll know by name but like for instance there's this one song that my I mean it's going to sound dark but like it's it's actually just a great song that my my girlfriend Alex loves by this artist Peter Droge and it's called if you don't love me i'll kill myself just an incredible song it's Again, I don't think you would know any of the songs necessarily on it. But they are all fantastic. Fantastic. Highly recommend checking out the soundtrack. Butthole surfers are on there. You know you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, I'm just, dude, you, yeah, you know how much I love this movie. I could, I could quote it all day. I just, yeah, I can't stop
1: and so really I like i said really creative pick i had not considered that at all thank but i you. like
0: it thank you um and i guess i'll 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 leave us for the list with one of my favorite lines which is the very end of the film yes i am going to spoil it because we're approaching 30 years old for it the boys they're walking down the road in the desert And a car and a a big bus with a bunch of models drives by and they stop and they ask them, hey, we're looking for two guys to come with us all summer, oil us up before competitions, you know, just pretty much a dream job. And Harry, they said, hey, do you know, do you know two guys? Obviously, meaning do you guys want to do it? And Harry looks at them and goes, oh, there's a town that way. Uh, a little bit so they all the all the models are sort of like are you fucking kidding me they start to drive off Lloyd looks at Harry and, do you know what you've done they run after the bus the bus stops opens up the door Lloyd walks on and he goes excuse my friend he's a bit slow the town is back that way and <laughs> points the other way <laughs> the bus drives off the boys wonder if they're. When are they gonna catch a break like that? And the movie ends. It's just too fucking good. Still
1: that gag, still kills. It so still good. kills. Yeah, that that is so good.
0: Oh. Anywho, number one, Dumb and Dumber. Mike, let's let's recap our list real quick for everyone. What were yours?
1: Yeah. Cool. I am uh, Fast and the Furious five. Four is Speed. Uh, three is Two for the Road. Two Vanishing Point and one drive
0: and mine is five sex drive four ford versus ferrari three cars two the fast and the furious and one dumb and dumber and uh i mean we both had massive lists but there's a few you want to shout out from yours for honorable mentions of course
1: yeah so i will well I'll focus on a few and then maybe just throw out a bunch rapid fire. So one that I I didn't pick uh, because I don't think it qualified, but is interesting nonetheless is once upon a time in Hollywood is the driving is very key to the movie and I love it. It's not a driving movie, so I didn't put it on there, but I thought would be one that'd be interesting to consider. Let's say
0: creative thought when coming to driving movies. Yes. I don't th- you're right. I don't think it quite qualifies but a great thought. Great fucking movie too.
1: Um one I actually just watched was Baby Driver from a few years back.
0: That's on mine great great movie.
1: The first 45 minutes of that film uh and it it was inspired somewhat by Drive. Uh are just yeah, it's just so much style and such an energy to it mm-hmm. that like you don't you don't even want like anything bad to happen and the rest of the movie to play out. It's just so fun in the first half that I was I was really impressed with how good that one was. And uh it, it's a long story about why I didn't go into more detail, but but you know uh Green Book is a film that that I'm really feeling as well.
0: That's that's very high on my honorable mentions as well. It's and so good.
1: The last one I want to spend time on, I would say, is uh, two Lane Blacktop from 1971. Ooh. So i I've been this movie's been on my watch list for so long, and I watched it this week, and i I really liked it. Uh, I didn't love it, but the reason I'm shouting it out is because like, if I didn't have so much other prep to do for this pod, I might have rewatched it like then and there. Like I I've been thinking about it so much because like it's very ambiguous, it's very existential, and it's it, it doesn't just like throw itself in your face. So even though I wasn't sure that I loved it, I have a feeling like if I did this list a year from now, it might be like number one. Like I just know there's more there to unpack and someday I
0: will love it. Wow. I actually hadn't heard about that one, so I want to look it up now. Um, you got any more or should I take it over?
1: Uh, all right. So real quick, I would say uh, lock. Uh, with Tom Hardy that came out just a few uh, oh I guess 2013 um I thought it was pretty good that's interesting uh, I mentioned Lamont, the Steve McQueen version that I think mm-hmm. is good um and there's there's a ton of different ways you can go with horror but I still think that christine the the Stephen King uh, adaptation is is probably the best one of those
0: love it um all right so a few I'll throw out the one that I definitely so mike Covered Green Book and uh, and by Baby Driver, but I'd say the one I wanted to shout out the most is the 2008 uh, Speed Racer. It, I think, right. yeah, I think it's a super underrated film. I, it always bummed me out that it bombed for multiple reasons. Just, I love, you know, I love the Wachowskis. I love their films. Um, I'm, I'm pretty ride or die with them. Like besides the Matrix, I'm a really big Cloud Atlas fan. And I'm a very big speed racer fan. So I thought it was great. Also, I had, you know, my lost people in this. I have, you have Matthew Fox, Michael Giacchino did this, did the score. Um, then of course, you got Emile Hirsch in the, in the main role. He's great. You got Christina Ricci, John Goodman, Susan Sarandon. Just an incredibly underrated film, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's very well done. There's great development throughout. Um, I feel like they they nailed the tone, and it's just, it's a bummer to me that this one didn't do better. I felt like it was, I felt like it was almost a little ahead of its time, and maybe almost too much of a film person's film, but seemingly too commercial for a film person. If that makes sense. And it just got lost and it got lost and it just it didn't do too well. And I think it's a really, really good movie that if you haven't seen it, give it a shot. Also wanted to shout out Mad Max Fury Road, which I think is one of the best action movies, you know, of the past decade, at least. And again, another movie I really considered putting on the only reason I didn't is because for me and I know a lot of people have rewatched it a million fucking times it doesn't have a ton of rewatchability for me I'd rather watch certain other action films over and over but it is a fucking fantastic action film and deserves a shout I also had speed on here which obviously was on Mike's list Um, the original vacation with Chevy Chase uh, that's
1: pretty high on my list as well
0: yeah, that's a great one. I have Road Trip on here. I mean, I watched it so many times as a kid. Um, oh, I have Joyride. The Paul Walker, Steve Zahn oh, horror film. Uh, fun little fun little horror film. Um, What else do I want to shout out? Oh, you know what? I want to give a shout out. I actually haven't seen it in a while, but I just loved it so much when I was a kid. I have to give a shout out to Rat Race. You remember oh, Rabbit? Yeah.
1: yeah, I would considered rewatching it because it'd been like 15 years or whatever since I'd seen it. But it does it stand up.
0: No, I haven't watched it in a while. Oh, oh, I, I've okay. seen it within I, I haven't not seen it since it came out, but it's I remember when I did rewatch it, I still enjoyed it and it, it needs a shout because it was such a fun movie when that came out. But
1: such a fun cast.
0: Such a fun cast. But I'd say those, I, those are mine that I wanted to shout out.
1: The ones that I wanted to ask you about um, was what you feel about Death Proof and where you are on Taxi Driver.
0: Okay. So I think Death Proof is great. I prefer to think of Death Proof as just Grindhouse. So I, I only personally like to watch it as Planet Terror and Death Proof with the fake trailers in the middle. I don't like watching either of those films as a standalone. I don't think they, it really bummed me out when they split that up for like the DVD and whatnot, because it was such a, yeah, it's just such an, it was such an incredible experience the way that it actually was intended, which was as this big three hour double feature, And with all these fake trailers in the middle, just like it was back when they actually did these grindhouse films, I was lucky enough not only to see it when it came out in theaters, but they did a special screening in LA uh, five or six years back where they, they played it that way. and, And I love it like that. I still think it's great, of course, as its own thing, but it's just not what was intended. So in the, in the Tarantino grand scheme of things, it falls lower on my list, but I still fucking love it. Um, but it's definitely in my bottom tier, Tarantino, personally, just because, I mean, some of his other movies are just so fucking legendary. But where do you stand on it?
1: That's about right. It's definitely lower in the Tarantino scale, which is to say it's still better than like almost every other film.
0: You know, like it's- <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: And, and I kind of forgot uh, that the whole, you know, second half, let's say, you know, the, the second round of, of girls uh, and location is, is just like a whole homage to Vanishing Point, you know, which I, I kind of forgot. But then watching them both again this week was kind of fun.
0: That's a, that is that is fun. That is cool. Um, taxi driver. I'm not the biggest taxi driver guy, man.
1: Dude, so I wanted to specifically bring it up because like I've seen it twice now and it's I, I like it, but I, I'm still not loving it. I, I get lost in the middle. It's, it's like I don't know what happens, but like both times I'm just like it's totally like out of the movie in the middle and I want to go on the podcast to say that so that people can tweet at us and email us and tell me what the fuck I'm
0: missing here. I'm I'm with you. Please let me know as well because I feel the exact same. And I all it's one of those movies for like, you know, you and me love movies. And the types of movies we tend to love, you'd think we'd each like it. And I just I and don't get it. I don't get why it's such a fucking classic
1: personally. I just don't. I think of all the films I watched this week, it was maybe the most like universally beloved Mm-hmm. And I just feel, yeah, I feel bad for not loving it, but I I tried, and I'm still not quite there.
0: And you know, I it'll be an interesting lead into our our Scorsese app that we're eventually going to do with Dan Crete, um, because I'm curious how he's how we're all going to rank it in the grand scheme of his films.
1: Yeah, and you you had a uh, one other shout
0: out. Yes, I just wanted to shout out Collateral the Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx movie.
1: Oh, I rewatched that as well. Yeah. I feel like that movie's totally fallen by the wayside. I haven't heard anyone mention it in like the last 15 years.
0: That is exactly why I wanted to drop it. Cause I also saw it recently and I was like, this is actually a pretty fucking good movie. And Cruise has never done another role like this. Like it's, it's a good one. It's a good one.
1: No, they're both really good in it. Two great roles. Uh, yeah. Pretty fun movie. It did. Didn't quite do it for me. Like at the, Maybe the last, say, 30 minutes. I don't know that it went where I was kind of hoping it might go. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's one of those sort of like taken where, like, you know, where, where Liam Neeson just like shoots the cop. Uh, no, he shoots like the, the wife of, what is it? He shoots her in the arm or something. And he's like, tell me what's going on. Or, or like the last thing you'll see is like me shooting your family. Or yeah. you're like, oh shit, he's taking it there. That's how well, I feel about this movie. As soon as Tom Cruise starts killing people, you're like, oh shit, Tom Cruise is a bad guy? Yeah,
0: what? This doesn't happen. But yeah, I wanted to shout that. And, and actually, I I apologize, but I have one more that I do want to give a shout. I want to give a shout to Logan, the Wolverine film. Um It is, it is actually a road. Have you seen it, Mike? No. So... I'm typically not into the X-Men films to be completely honest, but I had heard how good this was and that it's really not exactly a superhero film and more like a road movie and the final chapter in Wolverine, you know, Wolverine's story, but unlike all the all the X-Men films that are PG-13, this is like a hard R and I actually saw this like two or three times in theaters. It was that good, and really good. Really, just like it's it's sort of a like a a small plot in theory, but it's it really surprised me, Mike. I I actually even think you would like it. It's it's
1: James James Mangold, right from Ford v Ferrari.
0: It 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 um yes it is yes it is. It was his film that he did right before Ford versus yeah. Ferrari, and it, it's really fucking good, man. I, I, knowing what you like, I think it's actually a film you would you would enjoy.
1: I might have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what else? Is an interesting connection is actually uh, while the script for Drive was floating around, Hugh Jackman was attached to it to play Ryan Gosling's role.
0: You're shitting me.
1: Yeah. I'm well, not sure that would have worked. I'll be no,
0: honest. I'm so glad that Gosling ended up doing it because he's seen, he's like sort of perfect for that role.
1: Yeah, I just don't know that there's any like the the emotional side, like the caring touches of Ryan Gosling. I don't think that Hugh Jackson really would have done that
0: just no, as well. I don't think so either. Well, shit. I think we're at what the end. Of, I think we're I'm at really the end of the road.
1: Done a lot. Well, I see what you did there. Hey
0: <laughs> Oh. Well, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. I like this little trip we took. Yeah,
1: this was definitely fun. And like we've said throughout, there's just so many different types of movies. Uh, and generally, they're all like super fun. You know, no one really, except for a green book, let's say, is like driving a car and they're driving it very calmly. Normally, they're driving it fast and there's chaos. And it makes for a fun week.
0: I agree. I agree. And... It's, we've got a real fun week coming up, Mike. Should we, should we tease the people? Let's do it. So next episode, which I know some people have been asking me about this episode and it's, it is finally happening. We are doing an entourage centric episode. My brother, Dylan Cohen is going to be joining us and we're going to be ranking each of our top five favorite episodes. And I'm sure we'll sprinkle in some other goodies along the way. And, uh, we'll be watching the movie as well, commenting on that. And it's going to be a fun fucking time. It's going to be, you know what? It's actually, going to be a great night. Great fucking night. When we record (laughs) that one.
1: And we are, we are binging. All three of us are binging the entire fucking series again. So that's what we'll be
0: doing. And we're doing like a season a day. We're just, we're all crushing. So very, very
1: excited, excited for that, man.
0: Me too. Me too. Well, everyone be well this week and, uh, and we'll see you next weekend. We can't wait. You, you all right.
1: Stay Bye. safe guys.
0: Peace. Top
1: 5's deep dives. tired PTM. Top deep dives, the town of PTM My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese Followed by Quentin Tarantino